our, our double IPA is called Fishwater, and so I've, I I wanted to name a beer Fishwater for several years before I even made that, and um, something something like that. That's a um, face down brown. I think was literally like a two a.m. bar exchange between the owners of the brewery. That sounds like a good country song. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's a rumor going around town that that's Madonna on the can face down. I swear to God, <laughs> I, I thought you were actually going to actually gonna start there's singing there's that country there's song. There's a rumor going around. <laughs> What's up, everybody, and welcome to Beyond the Opera. I'm Rich Stoner, and I'm Hallie O'Brien, and we're here to sit down and stir it up with. Opry Ski's booziest business owners, brewers, distillers, and just good old fun people. The best people. How are you, Hallie? I'm great. It's great to hear. It's Wednesday. It is Wednesday, and that means we're we, recording. Yeah. And, we're drinking. And we're winding down. Winding down, face down brown. Face down brown, baby. Yeah, for a those of you, teaser. For those of you who don't know, that's Telluride Brewing's award-winning beer, Face Down Brown. And we sit down with Chris Fish, head brewer and owner of Telluride Brewing today. Yeah, he's so fun. Such a fantastic guy. Great beard. He does have a great beard. And great beer. And great beer. Yeah. Great beard, great beer. Try I to think, say that five times fast. I think, I think it's synonymous. I think if you're a brewer, you you have to have a beard. Great beer. Duh. With great beard comes great responsibility. Put that on a t-shirt and wear it. Yeah, there we go. I'm Spider- going to take a sip of my, Spider- my beer right now. Spider-Man never thought of that. Peter Parker. Yeah, so. So you've actually been there, right? Yes, I've been to Telluride. I love Telluride. And Telluride Brewing specifically, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been there, and uh, it was actually a really fun project. I was there for a TV shoot, and part of the TV shoot involved, I know, this is just such a hard job, but yeah. part of the TV shoot involved going on a fat biking tour, and we ended up at Telluride Brewing, and it was like the exclamation point on the day. It was so fun. And um, what a cool spot. The curb appeal is really something special too. Yeah, obviously they have the they have the, the brew tank outside, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So painted, there was painted red with the with the logo on and everything. Yeah, and inside, I mean, just a cool vibe. You can kind of get the the feel of of them brewing, and kind of just you're in the thick of it. And that's what I think is so special about being able to go into a brewery where where you know the goods are being made. It's not just a tasting room necessarily. Yeah, and obviously they're like. The, and most most people probably don't know this, but they're distributing only within the state, so they're they're really dialing it in. And I mean, obviously they don't they're not they're not big production, so they're smaller production. They're dialing in what they're doing, and and as a result, they're they're making great great beer and really providing a great experience for the people. Absolutely, and his story specifically is super cool. <laughs> it's it started pretty, in high school. It's pretty funny. Oh man! But listen, you're gonna have to listen to the show in order to find more about that out. And if you're listening to the show, we're going to play a little fun drinking game. If you've listened to us before, I've said listen way too many freaking times here. But they probably weren't listening, so they don't They don't know. Thank goodness. The word of the day is listening. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, if, you've, if, if you've actually listened to the show before, you know that we play like to play a fun drinking game where as long as you're not driving. Or holding a baby. Or operating any sort of heavy machinery. Or just putting yourself or anyone else in danger. You can play along. You can play along. Every time you hear the word of the day, you must take a sip. And the word of the day is... Telluride. Yep. You're going to be thankful that that we made that the word. Shocker. (laughs) We're going to have a good time. Uh, Chris Fish, what an awesome dude. And uh, we're really excited that he came on the show. 
and sent us some beer and uh, talked us through a lot of the nuances that make Telluride Brewing what it is. So without any further ado, let's get to it and let's welcome Chris Fish from Telluride Brewing. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Absolutely. Listen, we as much as we want to hear your story and 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 talk talk skiing and opera ski, we we like to start our show with with a drink. So you were you were kind enough. You sent us a few beers here. Uh, yeah. What What do you want to start with? Because we have we have face down brown, we have cash money, and we have galloping juice IPA five. Look at the um, can. That one's cool. This one is a cool yeah. can. I like a pretty uh, can. I would say cash money, then the juice, and then face down brown. Ooh, all right. We're going to finish with a face plant. All right. <laughs> Sounds appropriate. <laughs> yeah, what, a, what, a, what a way to finish the day. Oh, that's not the one. Cash, cash money. Who doesn't like cash money? All right. So tell us. So this is, yeah, a, is, this a, uh, is this a collaboration with Cannonball Creek? Yeah, they're good friends of mine down in Golden, Colorado. And uh, they actually also... We both brewed at the same brewery at different times a very long time ago where I started my career in Boulder called Mountain Sun. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a little chain of pubs called the Mountain Sun Breweries that started in Boulder that has produced a lot of phenomenal brewers that have gone on and opened their own places. Um, you being one word. Yeah. Awesome. For I sure. love the fact so, that yeah. on the can, the can, there's a bunch of $2 bills. Yeah. That's fantastic. My grand, my grandmother used to work in a bank, and she used to give me two dollar bills all the time. So I literally, and I still have them to this day. Like they're sitting in an old, like trifold Velcro wallet filled with two dollar bills. Yeah, yeah we th- actually had to, we had to gather them all and take a photo of them for the label. It was a uh, our art art director's idea. He thought it'd be funny if it was two dollar bills. I think it's so. fantastic. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, a, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, since you brought up the can, hold on, we're taking a picture. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> All right, got it. Okay, <laughs> <Get> Chris, <laughs> nailed it. I got. I'm, I'm drinking mine on draft, but I. Oh, yeah. oh, all right, all You're right, such all a right. one upper. Oh my well, gosh, I'm at, the, I'm at the brewery, you know. I I respect that. So, so let's. All right, so this is a Woo. pale ale, right? Is a pale ale? Yep, a uh, juicy American yep. pale ale. I love pale ales. Oh, here we go. Oh, what a great sound! Wow, you have a microphone on that cup. The acoustics are delicious. That's not good. Oh wow. I like the smell. Yeah, I'm so interested to see, or rather, hear what you uh, so it's, what it's, you're picking it's, up right now. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely getting like a almost like a citrus. I'm thinking yeah, like, you definitely dunked your nose. Yeah, I definitely I put my it. nose in the foam. <laughs> I just really wanted to get in there, you know. He's committed. Lots of fruit. We're uh, both the Cannonball guys and us. We're kind of a we're not ones that to talk badly about the haze craze, but neither of us make hazy beers. We um, the concept behind that beer was to make a beer with all the flavors that the hazy guys are putting out but have it clear and bright and drinkable and not a bunch of stuff in suspension so, so. yeah so i noticed that right off the bat because it's not super it's not super hazy and and i'm like yeah. like listen i love a good hazy ipa but I'm, yeah. I'm getting a little tired of it not gonna lie well yeah you know we're just it's I, we're not here to talk badly about it it's just not our thing no yeah i, I love it i think because we've been brewing for so long that we weren't we were taught to make clear beer. <laughs> um, so that's um, a way to throw amazing. some shade by not throwing uh, shade. All right, so I may sound I may sound like like crazy here, but like yeah, a lot of amazing friends who make really amazing hazy beers. Do you get like a little grapefruit pith on the on the note on the taste? For sure. So yeah, a lot of 
it was grapefruit, a lot of tropical fruit. Um, and part of the name of the, the, the main hop that drives this beer is called cashmere. And that's oh. part of the cash, cash money name. And the other part of the cash money name is all the hops in this beer are extremely expensive because they're like the newest <laughs> and hippest. And, so uh, this six packs $25. <laughs> not quite that no yeah <laughs> it's good though i like it's it I mean, it is good. it is it's definitely a lighter color uh for sure you know it it drinks it drinks got it's got a softer uh, mouthfeel on it yeah as a as i've gotten older and had kids i've also focused on high flavor lower abv beers as well mm-hmm. i respect so I that 7 a.m comes quick yeah <laughs> <laughs> unforgiving especially when you stay up all night i wish my kids slept that late <laughs> oh. Mine are like five thirty. Ooh. Oh man. Well one the young one is. So, you know. How's the how old's the youngest? Three. Oh man. And well, he rules the house. Yeah. <laughs> they they tend to. They tend to. And, uh, like a little piney on the end? Yeah. Yep. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um and then yeah, there we use it's a um, uh, the, the malt bill that's in it has a lot of oats and stuff that the hazy guys use too. So a really nice, smooth mouthfeel. And, um, you know, these beers will sneak down your throat before you know it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, it's only 5.2% alcohol. So that's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Super, yeah. Super sessional, approachable. It's a great, it's a, it's a really good beer mm-hmm. and it's filled with $2 bills. Let's make it rain. Oh yeah. <laughs> Making it rain, baby. I we love wish it. we could hide a two dollar bill in one can, but the TTB wouldn't let us do that. <laughs> but yeah, that was supposed to be a one off just collaboration, and the reception was so great that it's now turned into a year round offering from us. And oh wow, that's great! Yeah. So not even so, seasonal; it's just literally. No, we're pouring. Yeah, for the, for the foreseeable future, as long as the people want it, we're going to keep making it because oh. all of us brewers, it's our favorite, one of our favorites to drink as well. So all day, every day, baby, cash money. Yeah. <laughs> Nice, nice. So, uh, you, so obviously, you mentioned a little bit about uh, the the fellows at Cannonball Creek, and 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 those are people that you brewed with, you know, I guess back in the day. So, how did you give me give me a little bit of backstory beyond beyond the Cannonball the Cannonball Creek thing, and you know, how did you how did you get to where you are? How did you you know how did you obviously open up Telluride Brewing? Just lay, lay it on us. Cool. Uh, yeah. So I started home brewing the end of high school um in boulder colorado because you could found out you could go to the homebrew store and buy ingredients to make beer without an id um <laughs> true story genius what a workaround what a loophole what a yeah loophole. i don't that's not the case anymore i believe i haven't you know i don't go to the, necessarily buy stuff at the homebrew store anymore but uh um in boulder yeah you're you know you could just roll in and be like oh, i'm buying some barley and some hops and some yeast and it's for a class project <laughs> It's science. So, but uh, I mean, my 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 dad always kind of had some good import beers around growing up as well, and um, it wasn't, you know, we weren't encouraged to be drinking beer, but it wasn't like we had a little more of a, a European upbringing in my family. I feel like we got to taste beers and um, always kind of had an interest starting in, in my early high school days. So, um, so yeah, so I, I started homebrewing and then went to CU Boulder and found my way into studying hydrology and, uh, the design, the plan was to become a snow hydrologist because my real love in life was snow and sliding down it and playing in it. Um, and so I wanted to do like 
avalanche control work, that kind of stuff, not on a ski patrol level, but maybe like a state level, like Department of Transportation or something like that. Um, so yeah, I was trucking through hydrology and then my sophomore year of school, I was really getting into home brewing and I had a lecture um, from one of our professors. It was actually the hydrology of beer was kind of a turning point and I just started really connecting what I was learning in school to, to beer. Um, and then, yeah, so I got as, my way as we all did. Yeah. So I got my way into starting grad school and I decided I should take a year off and go check out the brewing scene and see if I could get a job. And so yeah, I went to mountain sun and Boulder and started begging and harassing. And they finally let me into the kitchen to flip burgers <laughs> and fries, um, which wasn't what I wanted, but I got my foot in the door so I could really bug the brewmaster every day that way. Um, and uh, finally he broke down after a few months and let me start washing kegs. And um, and then finally kind of his assistant job opened up pretty rapidly. It was just good timing and started brewing with him and worked my way all the way into a brewing position and didn't go back to grad school. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. What hustle like, though? Yeah, seriously. He's, he's a hustler. He's, he's <laughs> he earned his cash money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're brewers don't get paid very much, especially at, at that level. And in that time. So my, my parents were questioning my decisions after graduating college and then starting grad school to go make 10 bucks an hour. It wasn't even that they got started nine bucks an hour or something. It was 20 years ago. So, but Mountain so, Sun's but, a cool uh, spot too. Oh man such a special spot in my heart um it's still i love going back there and still friends with the owners and, um but yeah just like pretty soon after that i'm like i'm gonna open my own brewery someday and so i just kind of was going down the path brewed there for a few years and then uh i-70 fatigue killed my older <laughs> experience um, that explains tell you right yeah <laughs> you're out you know you're young but you're out drinking and you're like oh i could go to bed and get up early to go drive on I-70 for at the time I thought it was really bad 20 years ago now I mean oh my gosh um I don't <laughs> do it very often because I'm so far from I-70 now by design but uh um but yeah so I just I actually just pulled the plug on Boulder and went to Steamboat because I had some friends there because I want to ski I didn't have a job or anything but I just really want to ski every day and not don't drive. we all yeah so yeah, I went there and found out I just got like, a job as a sous chef so I could ski every day and stumbled my way into the, there's only one brewery there at the time called, it was called Steamboat Brewery and Tavern. Um, and so I was popping in there and all of a sudden the guy was like, oh, you got brewing experience, I could use some help. So I started brewing part-time there um, and he sent me to Telluride to work the Blues and Brews Festival where I found myself in a interview during a beer festival which is always interesting um <laughs> but long, long story short i got a job at smugglers brew pub in telluride uh on that trip and moved to telluride you know a few weeks later which was 18 years ago this month that's a great festival yeah that's it, so we, fun I've, is, I've ever been but i've i've, I've covered it i've choose, heard it's fantastic i mean obviously if you like beer and music especially blues music um if you're going to choose a Telluride festival to go to, I would, I would tell you to go to that one. So, nice. um, and we, we, we missed all our festivals this year, but we really missed that one. So, mm -hmm. um, so, and then but, you're, uh, 
your your partner's Tommy, right? Tommy Thatcher. Yeah. How did yeah. you how did you how did you guys connect? We met at Smugglers. So yeah, I came here and you know I, I couldn't believe I got offered a job in Telluride. Number one, I'm like, I don't even remember what they they offered me. They just said you get a free season pass and you're the brewmaster. I was like, bring it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, the brewery is right. I mean, I was like, all right. So, um, but after a few years at Smugglers, uh, Tommy came rolling into town fresh out of Colorado College um, looking for something to do. He didn't know he was moving here. He just followed a friend here just because he had nothing to do and um, got hired as a bartender at Smugglers. Like we literally met watching football on Sunday. He's a rabid Giants fan and I'm yes. Denver native. Uh, Hallie, Hallie's got a friend. Oh, man. Yeah. Let's go. So he's he's well, a, not a great year for the Broncos either. But, um, oh, it hasn't been a good decade for the Giants. So <laughs> we'll just be over here drinking a lot of the beer that you guys brew. Yeah, <laughs> so we were we were bonding over football and shots after skiing, and as you do, he uh, yeah. By all of a sudden, he was offered a job as a bartender there, and we basically became best friends then and there, and um, just hung out ever since, and we kind of. He knew I'd always want to do my own thing as far as a brewery, and we talked about it then. And he he moved on and worked some other some other jobs around town. Actually, ended up becoming a a middle school teacher. Um, I can I can respect a, that. I'm a middle school at teacher a private, at a private school. So he he really went the other direction. And then you know about eleven years ago or so, he kind of circled back to me, and I'd gone down the road with a few different people trying to open my own thing. And, he was really interested in trying to find a way to stay here permanently and do something he was passionate about. He was not over teaching, but you know, he was looking for <laughs> something else. And uh, yeah, so that's when we like literally started every night after school and after me working at smugglers started writing a business plan and um, started looking for money and <laughs> that was the um, yeah and a spot which was really tough here and then once that all kind of came together the the spot and the money actually the money was fortunately easy to find around here and friends and um that believed in what we were trying to do so uh but the the spot was tough we found the spot out here just outside of telluride and lawson hill and then I, i knew it was on so we we got the doors open nine years ago just like a week ago on october 13th Wow. Nice. Happy yeah. nine year anniversary. Nine That's year. great. Yeah, I was going to say in 20, 2021, you guys are celebrating your 10 year anniversary. Yeah, right? I, hope, I hope we get to throw a party again. We're hoping that 10th is just going to be big. I'm sure it so, will be. It, it was weird to not throw a party for it, for sure. Just like this whole year is weird, but yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But that that's in the works. You, hopefully, hopefully this, this silly virus is gone and, and you guys will, you know, yeah. big, big 10 year anniversary party. Yeah, we're and, and Hallie and I will be there to do the podcast. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Bring it on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just stoked that uh, your I'm just stoked that your partner is a, a middle school teacher because I'm a middle school teacher. So I'm, I'm I'm thinking there might be hope for me. Like I'll, maybe one day I'll have like you know New Jersey brewery or something. There you go. <laughs> or a Fairhaven yeah. brewery. I think there is a New Jersey beer company actually. Oh my gosh! Okay, the, the finding a name is is one of the hardest parts these days. Yeah. We'll just name every beer after an exit on the parkway. That's yeah, true. It'll be a different highway. <laughs> parkway pills. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Hey, there you go. That's a winner first name. 
Parkway Pills. Oh, my goodness. That, that was your nickname in college? It was. Yeah. It was. This is very good. Yeah, no. We, I just I'm, want to circle back. This cash money is very, very delicious. Thank cash, you. It's cash money. I like it's it. Fun when you get, it's fun what can happen when you get together with your friends. Yeah. It's good. And it's like, it, it, it's drinkable. You know, it's, it's, it's five. What did you say? What did we say? Five? A little over five? Five point two? Yeah. That's a, that's a sweet spot for me. Like, I like that, you know, it's funny because like I, I get all these like double IPAs, right. And, and they're great. Like they're, people make great beer and they're, and they're great. And, yeah. but it's like, inevitably I get really tired of drinking eight and a half percent beers. Like there's only so many you can One drink. and done for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like, you know, you can, you can throw maybe two back, but then it's like, all right, you're going to wake up in a coma on a Saturday. And it's like, <laughs> I don't want, I want to start drinking at noon, you know, like noon 15, yeah. baby. Let's, let's do this. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to be hung over from the night before. We got the appetizer, the appetizer to the appetizer, Absolutely. the cheese plate, the charcuterie. And yep. then we got the wings. <laughs> That's how we do I gotta it. I got to be, I got to be in the game all day. That's how we do it, baby. <laughs> so are you, are you originally from Colorado? I meant to ask you that earlier. Yeah, I was born and raised. Denver. He's a native. All right. Yeah, one of one of the few. Um, I uh, yeah, born in Denver and what kind of bounced around the, the the suburbs growing up, and then my family moved to Boulder just before uh, the end of high school. And then I feel like everything goes through Boulder. Boulder. Everything does go through. Boulder. Everything goes through goes through Boulder. Everything good. Yeah. It's a magical Shit. place. Damn it. <laughs> Boulder's the best. Eliminates me. Yeah. So then yeah. you have Mountain Sun, Southern Sun. So. Yep. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. So where did your inspiration to brew come from? I mean, I know we talked about your backstory a little bit, but like what, what like really inspired you to be a brewer? Like what, what really was the catalyst behind your home brewing original high school home brewing experience? Aside from the fact that you could go there without a, a an ID. An ID, yeah. Um, I mean, as it progressed in college, I'd say it was, it was really hard to make good beer at home. So like every once in a while, you get a good one and you can actually tell your friends aren't drinking it to get drunk. They actually like it. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, this is actually really good. Well, oh, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Operative uh, word. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, for me, it was really just, it brought together a lot of what I had studied and loved education and like this really I, alchemy is the word that comes over for me is it's a, you know, that blend of science and art. Cause I did like cooking. I had a lot of cooking jobs along the way too. Um, but yeah, like I kind of approach making recipes in a chef like manner where I know what all the ingredients bring to the party, but then you got to use that science background and those numbers to make it all come together and make it work. It's impressive. So mm-hmm. it's like, and it's really physical on top of it. Like I, I don't like sitting at a desk. So, yeah. which I have to do as a brewery owner more than I'd like. Um, but uh, I still, you know, a lot of guys, as they get to a bigger brewery, we're not, I don't like I say we're big, but we're in Colorado, we're a midsize craft brewer. And um, I got I got some friends as they've gotten bigger, they don't brew anymore. I'm like, what the? It's like, no it's like the, it's like the, it's like the carpenter that no longer <laughs> swings a hammer, right? Yeah, exactly. So like I, I'm, I'm on the brew schedule, multiple brews every, every week and usually and, very early and that's so. pretty important right because it keeps your you know it keeps you in the game essentially because like oh, you're, yeah. you're 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 still you you're still part of your craft you're not sitting back and you you know you're not driving the gmc sierra you're actually out there like driving the you know the the f-150 yeah. that's got the beat up bed you know and and like you're 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 doing the thing that 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 keeps you in the game and, and keeps your 
keeps your palate, you know, uh, you're tasting, you're tasting the stuff that you're brewing and, and you're, you're actually, yeah. you're actually doing it. You got it. Yeah. For me to be connected with all our raw materials and everything that's going on, you know, I mean, obviously when this thing started or maybe not, obviously I did all the brewing, I did everything. So, and it was me and Tommy and our two other investors that basically did everything from start to finish, but finish, but all the cleaning of tanks, brewing, all that was me. And it was, you know, six to seven days a week, hundreds of hundred, usually hundred hours. I mean, it was, well, for listen, it clearly, it clearly paid off. Obviously you guys yeah. are, I mean, you guys are an award-winning award-winning brewery. So it's, it's clearly paid off the hard work it, it is, you know, is there. Mm-hmm. hundred percent. And it started with the hustle from the beginning. Right. Yeah. We got an amazing community that supports us. It's uh, that was our, the magic potion coming out of the gates. Me and Tommy spent enough time here that we already had a, a good local love. It's not like we walked into this town and started this thing. We, I don't want to say we paid our dues. We had a lot of fun before we opened this thing up here. So (laughs) nice. (laughs) That's what it's all about. Everyone's like, oh, you get to ski every day still, right? Like, oh. You have to lie. It's Just a lie. More difficult. Oh yeah. You have oh, to yeah. build in like brewery powder days. <laughs> we 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 do escape. We do have board meetings for sure. Um, <laughs> it's, it's we we make we make it happen. It's not as you know. Do you have a powder day clause? Like a certain amount of um, snowfalls, and you go? No, because we for for us for, for some of the guys. Usually, we can get out the way that our schedule is built. You can get out every day. It might not be in the morning. It might be in the afternoon for all our shifts. So that's okay. awesome. That's great. So we're, we're, we're so busy that to shut it down for a day really blows things up. Um, but it's a good problem to have an early shift and a late shift. Um, so I typically end up on early brews and ride in the afternoon now, which I actually enjoy more than doing battle and powder on um, these days. So, Mm-hmm. Not the not the power line's a bad thing to do, but it is a little more relaxing to get your work done first and then go enjoy the mountain when it's quieted down a little bit. Yeah, I could appreciate that. Good stuff. Maybe I've gotten I've gotten old. Sorry. So <laughs> speaking of so speaking of the mountains, I'm going to transition here. So the the the, the obviously Telluride amidst the San Juans. How how does that inspire what you're what you're brewing and and the branding behind behind the brewery itself? Um, I mean, we, I mean, I, we made this fun, a fun video where it came out, you know, I was, we were talking about this very thing and, you know, what's the secret ingredient to our beer and it's, it's Telluride. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about it. This place is like, once I landed here, that's when I, where I knew I wanted to stay and open a brewery. I was like, wow, somehow I ended up here in this place that I've been to a ton before, but never even contemplated trying to move to it is a um, wonderful so once, place. Yeah. So once I started selling it, yeah, I got some friends that are working on it. It's like it has tunnels and things like that. It's of course it does. Oprah's house has tunnels. Yeah, I wonder what she gives out for tunnel. Halloween. There's a secret Cars. tunnel. <laughs> you get a car, and you get, you get a car. <laughs> there's supposedly a secret tunnel, so she can get out in and out. And uh, paparazzi. We don't really have paparazzi here, but I guess someone might be following Oprah. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah, all the Telluride paparazzi. Mm-hmm. But people always ask who's who lives here, and who, I mean, there's definitely some of that going on. But most of those people that are here are here to not be seen, so we don't really see them. Yeah. So, and most locals don't really care, and it's, that's kind of the 
I think that's part of why those folks like being here is we're that's not. That's the allure, right? Yeah. 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 That's awesome. So we're we're here for our own thing, but I, I think this place is it's it, as all ski towns are challenged with um, the changes that have have come to them. I still think it's pretty weird in Telluride. I mean, I'm a parent now, so I don't get to get weird as often anymore. But you know, but they like the we we got a pretty weird eclectic group of long term locals here that are hanging strong. Nice. So the key ingredient to the beer is Telluride. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, you look at, I mean, I'm staring at it out my window now. I mean, it's sun's going down. I can see endless 13,000 foot peaks and, yeah. um, you know, we're, we're inspired by the things that we love to do, which is, you know, sliding on the snow, getting in the rivers and our music festivals, the live music scene, except for this year is second to none. And we're in the middle of nowhere and have all that stuff. And it's, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely something about the setting, right? When you crack a beer, yeah. you know, my my wife always says that the 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 best beer that you can ever have is the one that you finish the ski day with. So, and and I think it, a lot of it has to do with, I mean, obviously you've worked for it, but I think a lot of it has to do with the setting, right? Mm-hmm. It's just there's Those there's, are the best beers. there's just nothing better. Agreed. Which beer do you finish a ski day with typically? Do you have a go-to? Um, usually it's probably one of our core brands because i'm going to end up going to one of the bars the base if i'm in then i tell you it's probably gonna be a tempter ipa is the beer that everybody in town pours which has been you know probably our that and face down brown go back and forth as being our best-selling beer throughout the year for the whole year it's still tempter ipa so very old school west coast ipa that's still i've had i've had that one it's a good one it's good yeah and it's named after a backcountry ski run that's illegal to ski here, but everybody skis it. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody, sorry. No, I mean nobody knows where it is. That's no, why Oprah has know. tunnels. Yeah, <laughs> that's where the tunnels go. <laughs> we don't talk about Tempter; we just drink it. There you go. So, tell me about the branding on your on your can on on the cans of beer because I, the the artwork. I mean, I'm looking at this one. Obviously, the cash money, the two dollar bills, some of the other ones that you send the. The, the Galloping Juice IPA has got a, a great can, uh, you know, the art on that one. And then obviously Face Down Brown is, to me, it's like, I, that's not Face Down Brown. Iconic. It's iconic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like I like that word for it. Um, our art director, John Lehman, um, who we affectionately call LL, Living Large. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's talented. And he came in as a, um, he basically is one of our best friends since, he probably moved here a few years after I did, and he's been me and Tommy is one of our closest, tightest friends, and he's an extremely talented artist and um, marketing guru. And uh, he he did our original logo for free as a friend, and then he ended up so um, the logo, the like the Telluride Brewing logo, yeah, yeah, which is great so, with the obviously the, the rays of sun and the mountain. Yeah, I think it's awesome. So he did that, and then we instantly, you know as we needed some help he's we brought him on he, he came on as an investor and then as a managing partner right away and he ran our canning line in the early days and did you know just everything we asked of him washing kegs and filling cans of beer and all the artwork um so but yeah the last few years i think he's really stretched his wings and as you look at the galloping juice cans and some of these other ideas that uh yeah, the galloping juice out, is fantastic it's got it's like this peach color yeah. i i guess it's uh, what are what are yeah these, what, are, what are these birds are these geese yeah 
So the, there's a really famous. <laughs> what are these birds? <laughs> are there geese in, in Telluride? Really? No. Um, so there's the the old rail system that, that oh. brought people to Telluride had a train on it called the Galloping Goose. Okay. And it's um, so like right out the right below the brew door is the Galloping Goose Trail, which from here goes to my house below below the brewery and then down a little ways and then goes all the way up Lizard Head Pass. It's this Symbolic. huge, it's all this, yeah, it's all this old railroad grade that they turn into trails. So it used to be nice. the railroads in there. Very cool. So we, that, that beer was born and uh, it's a ever developing. We do like two batches of each number of each version and then move So this on. is number five if I, if I have my yeah. Roman numerals correct. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, let's not talk about it. Let's drink it. Yeah. So speaking of double IPAs, it's kind of, it's not quite double IPA, but it's it's going up there. What's the significance of that jersey on the one goose? Yeah. He's the gangster. Um, actually, I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh seven point six. All right. Yeah. Seven point six. It looks like a Mighty Ducks uniform. Actually, that's what it is. I just remember that we actually sold out of Flying that beer at the, at the brewery. I have it on draft, but I don't have the can here anymore. I've, number six is, is out. Number five is still out on shelves all over the place, but we sold out of the brewery. All right. So it's brewed high, apparently. Oh, yeah. I bet it is. We're we're not the highest commercial brewery in North America, but we're up there. There's a, there's a few higher than us. So. 87.50? Yeah. All right. The Galloping so Juice IPA. Breckenridge is higher than us. Leadville is higher than us. I think that's most of it. Oh, that's really good. Totally different that, than Cash mm-hmm. Money. So this is yeah, yeah this we, is a bit more. This is a bit more East Coast. There's it's it's definitely chasing that East Coast flavor of not a lot of bitterness and a whole ton of hot flavor. It's got a, it's got like a creaminess almost at the end. Yeah. So that beer is. Brewed with what you'll see on the can called hot terpenes, oh. and we are one of the very first production breweries to be brewing large batches of beer with hot terpenes. Um, what is that? What is, yeah, so, and that's <laughs> where the, the galloping juicer. That's where the galloping juicer is born. So um, we did a collaboration with another brewery called Station Twenty Six in Denver, and our favorite beer bar in Denver called Freshcraft, or one of our favorite beer bars. As a brewer, you should never say your favorite beer bar. It's one of our favorite beer bars. Um, but uh, we were trying to do it with weed terpenes or marijuana terpenes, and it's still highly frowned upon. So terpenes are the molecule that gives every plant its flavor and aroma. Did you say Station 26? Yeah. Dustin? Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. I freaking <laughs> skied with that kid. Oh wow! Out in the nice. east, his dad, his dad, and my uncle were best buddies. <laughs> Holy Christ! Yeah, it so his—I've skied with him. I've skied with him out here in Vermont. Like his dad, um, no nice. joke. His dad Gabe and my uncle were were good buddies, and we used to call his his dad uh, Gabe the the Mogul King because he was not he was he was far from it, far from it. But like, <laughs> I mean, he would he he would ski in denim for Christ's sake. Oh my God! Well, that's that's fantastic. I, I that what a connection. I haven't yeah, seen I haven't seen him since he couldn't drink. Yeah, so we're we're good buddies, and he's on the he's actually on the board of the guild of the Colorado State Brewers Guild, and uh, um, yeah, so we made this beer together, and 
So the, um, this is this you made this beer with him? No. Oh, the, the, this is the, the story of terpenes and how that was born. Oh, okay. That beer was called It'd Be a Lot Cooler If You Did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Because <laughs> exactly. we, we were trying to create weed flavors in beer, which a lot of guys do. But at the end of the day, we couldn't use weed. And so we started trying to play with fruit terpenes, which a lot of there's a lot of breweries have done that. Um, friends at Sweetwater are probably one of the earlier guys. But using fruit terpenes to, to create weed-like flavor and aroma. Um and so we were experimenting with those, and then we stumbled onto uh, this little vial of hop terpenes. Oh my god! And it was Galaxy hop terpenes, and, all, and we we were spiking beers these, and we tasted it, and it just like everybody's minds exploded. That's wild. Um, yeah, I don't know if he, I don't know if he'd remember me. Like I said, he was a, he was young when when like, well, but he was young. But he, yeah, he. Uh, that's so funny that. That uh, he came up because I, I literally maybe two weeks ago asked my uncle, I was like, what's that what's that uh, brewery that that Gabe son owns? And, and he was like, Station 26. I was like, oh, cool. Like, I got to I got to find I got to I got to find him. That's that's so funny. It, Small what a, world. What a crew we had. We, it'll, be, it'll be easy to find. Him. Oh, my God. What a crew. I'll send you his phone number if yeah. you want. <laughs> um, uh, that's great, man. Yeah. So it was just we this hot turbine. So these guys got their hands on it and basically it's the same technology that they're using to make weed terpenes it's really expensive that's really why it's brewed high <laughs> yeah so but they no one had ever used this technology in hops before and so we got our hands on this little bit of it made this one small batch of beer and everyone who tasted it including ourselves was like whoa and then i was it was a collaboration before the great american beer fest and i was working our booth at the great american beer fest and this guy comes up and he's like happens to be a guy I went to high school with and he was a brewery owner as well. He's like, how'd you like those hot terpenes? I'm like, Oh my God, I need more. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, those are from me. And so we, <laughs> small world stuff. And so we made an exclusive agreement for like for about six months where he would produce hot terpenes just for Telluride brewing. And we started this galloping juice series of beers. And so what hop terpenes do is like all these beers that have all this hot flavor and aroma, they, it comes from really so, late. So this is really made with the oils then. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically, you could simply say it's an essential oil, but it's the process to make it's actually even more. No one's ever, there's, it's now it's, 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 it's a trend that I think we're going to see. I, I, I've, I've heard of this too. Like, and, and not to, I mean, uh, you know, I know my last name is stoner, but I'm not, a, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge, <laughs> I'm actually, I'm not a stoner at all. But but that said, like I know that's a big trend in the in the in the in the marijuana industry as well with these like these 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 oils, right? And and obviously yeah. weed weed and, and and hops are of a of a, I guess they're cousins, right? Maybe. Yeah. Yep. You know, so there's there's obviously a connection there. Yeah, like hops is the one that like went to college, yeah. has like a four oh one K and like really reliable and then like weed is the cousins like in this band that's touring around and we're yeah. not quite sure what he does and we haven't seen him in six months. Yeah, but he's gonna come back. That's he's the gonna family he's dynamic always there. resurfaces. Always resurfaces. <laughs> he comes back for the holidays. Oh God. So, so do you do you have a, a specific way that you name your beers? Because you got, I mean, you have great names. Like, I mean, Cash Money, Galloping Juice, Face Down Brown. Like, um, it dep- it comes from all over. Sometimes it's a everybody at the brewery is throwing names around. Um, you know, sometimes it's something I I've been saving for a while or specifically had a 
a name that I wanted to bring to a beer style. Um, it comes in these days. It's usually like I've got endless ideas for beers and coming up with a name that somebody hasn't used is really difficult. So do you come up with a name first and then brew the beer? I have. Oh, really? Nowadays, <laughs> I just threw that out there. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, really? <laughs> our, our, our double IPA is called Fishwater, And so I've, I, I wanted to name a beer Fishwater for several years before I even made that. And, um, something, something like that. That's a, um, face down Brown, I think was literally like a 2am bar exchange between the owners of the brewery. That sounds like a good country song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a rumor going around town that that's Madonna on the can face down. I swear <laughs> to God. I thought, I to I thought you were actually going to start there's singing there's that country down. song. There's a rumor going around. <laughs> <laughs> People, I, I've heard it from several different people. It's hilarious. They're like, what do you? Where does this come from? So now I'm gonna help perpetuate it. But. That is just the weirdest that rumor is, I think yeah, I've ever I don't heard. Know if I get that one originated, yeah. so I feel like this is the appropriate time for me to throw out my beer name that I want to have, which I love. Okay. okay. So as you know, the Snow Report is the show that everybody knows and loves. It's a guaranteed good oh, yeah. time. It's my dream in life. My big goal to have a Snow Report branded beer, and I think it would be amazing if it were called the Snow Reporter. It's a porter beer. Oh. I just blew your mind. Mic drop. Yeah. He's, Brewed by Tiger Brewing. There you go. <laughs> we could we could release, release that, release that uh, I don't know, December 1st when you want it out. Oh, there you go, Hallie. I'm not, like, are you, don't, don't toy with me. Don't toy with my emotions. That's, that's I mean, part of the, the game changer for us has been the labeler, which is why you see the cash money and then the galloping juice. Um, you know, and that's what you see obviously on a lot of cans. Stop. I'm so excited. We, were, we, we started with core beer. Like we just, we built our business around core beers in the beginning, which is like the face down Brown can. Like when you have a can printed, you have to have a truckload of them printed at a time. Mm. They're cheaper and they look really good, but it doesn't give you a lot of flexibility. See, and it's so funny because I like the actual sticker on it. Yeah, so the stickers, as we, the cash money or the juice that you have, so we bought a labeler last year, and so we buy blank cans, and we can do whatever size of run we decide we want to do. So we're doing this. So, uh, it's I, happening. Yeah, let's do it. How do you feel about porters? I feel like I love porters. you do. I okay, like porters. Good. I like porters too. Great, because I've let's, gotten let's mixed bring... reviews from people when I throw them well, the name we... with such excitement, and they're like, "Oh, it's cute," but we like player, I... porter. We, I pride myself on being a fairly traditional brewer, and porters are as traditional as they get. We we always like to make our own twist on things, and we're not bound by tradition, but we definitely are. I'm heavily rooted in old school beers, and we've brewed some porters on the early days and we haven't brewed one for a while and i guarantee my sales guys would be stoked and we could uh done i see i see an opening going into winter where we where we uh <laughs> so session, a right sessionable now. porter exactly. we can talk about whatever you want it to be we can oh uh, uh, yeah lower abv um chocolatey coffee no, yeah. no. No, oh, no. I had. Sorry. I thought you were trying to troll me because of the beer that I had in gear and beer. Oh, no. That earlier crap. this season. Yeah, and no, that I, was not very good. Yeah. Tell us how you really feel about that. Oh, one. you know what? Oh, my God. That beer was. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. I don't even bus, want to drink it. But it was. It was just, and, I, and I drink anything. Let me just say it was just a little too sweet for my 
taste. I'm sure that there are people out there yeah. that love it, and it's and it's great for them. Yeah, if you saw if you saw the faces she made on the show, that's exactly what she meant. <laughs> well, we can talk I about what you, like, what you do and do like in porters, and come up with something, and then decide what the best time for you would be to have that come out. But sometime Beautiful. in December. Yes. Boom. We're, we're yes to of, all of it. You got it, Hallie. The snow reporter. <laughs> Congratulations. The, yeah. <laughs> this was just like this is a, a big scam. There is no podcast. Well, this was yeah, just no, this me is to all get you <laughs> to agree to that. Well, it's fun. It's funny because as you know, in the early days, I used to just make whatever beer I wanted to make, and it sold. And then only in, in our nine years, it's like how many breweries have opened up and how competitive it's gotten. Right. I have to listen. I have to listen to my sales guys because they're on the street selling the beer. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, I can I can tell you without talking to them that they're going to love this idea. All right. Well, that said, so, and, and I get, and I own the companies, or I'm one of the owners of the company. So, so you, you may have some pull. <laughs> so if I say we're going to do something, we can do it. So, so that said, how? Hot take. In the winter, we sell a. I mean, we sell a lot of beer in other ski towns in Colorado is year round, but in the winter, ski towns are our bread and butter. This would be a good time to do such a thing. Boom. Oh my god! So, so, all right, so, this is this is this okay. is great. I'm 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 really happy. I, I I'm Go excited. Back. I'm Go excited back. for you. There's there's a lot more we still need to know. Yeah, no, that's that, so that's it. On so, cloud nine. So obviously, I I <laughs> Hallie's very excited. She's going to take a break for the rest of the show. I'm going to carry on here. So Woo! tell me about tell me about how you obviously what challenges do you face in in brewing and distributing beer in remote Telluride? And obviously, you guys distribute only within really the state of Colorado. Yeah. So like, like what's the thought behind that? So give, give me, a, give me a little, I, I know I asked you a lot um, there. Well, number one, all so many of my friends, including myself, thought we were insane to open a packaging production distribution brewery in Telluride because we're relatively in the middle of nowhere. Um, so we got to get all this stuff to us that we need to make the beer and then get it all back out. You know, we sell a, a huge chunk of our beer is sold in our town and mountain village and the very close vicinity, but we still, a majority of it is, is still shipped uh, to the rest of the state to wholesalers. So um, that is logistics is probably the biggest challenge and what adds costs to our bottom line and doing business here. And um, and not to mention the building, you know, the rent we got to pay to, to make beer up here, mm-hmm. <laughs> all, yeah. all those things. Right. So, and we still have to compete with all the guys who no one cares when they go to the liquor store. What they say, oh, t- I mean, they might see Telluride and love it, but if we're two dollars more a six pack than right. our favorite brewery in Denver that has a ginormous brewery that doesn't have the overhead we have, we're not going to sell that beer. So cheap we, fucks. Oh, sorry. We, 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 <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. By no means are we the cheapest beer on the shelf, but no means are we the most expensive. And we work, we work really, really hard. And, um... You just gave us a little explicit. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry. Ooh. Nobody said we were G-rated. Tiny little Nobody said hey, we were right, G-rated. We're, the pod. We're, we're good with that here. <laughs> oh, man. So why just Colorado, though? Um, I mean, I, listen, I've been, fort- I mean, I've been fortunate to taste your beers. On uh, You've been great to me. You know, yeah. in terms of sending me beers and 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 allowing me to cover them for you. So like I I but I would love to like if I went into a 
a liquor store by me, I would I would buy I would buy face down brown every time I went in. So like, yeah. so so as we've grown, we've um, the design that me and Tommy have from the beginning is that Telluride would determine how big we get. And as we've expanded and literally jammed more tanks and equipment into our space that have taken over, you know, our, we're basically in a light industrial park where we keep taking any time a space opens up, we take it. And that's been our growth <laughs> as far as more room or, or in the production space, we have a high ceiling. So we're able to add bigger tanks. Um, and we've added a lot of other efficiencies, but basically every time we add capacity, it all gets sold in Colorado. Um, so part of it is not by, is just the sheer fact that we can't make enough beer to really ship it out of state. Okay. It's really nice to be able to have all your beer close to home to keep an eye on it. You know, it's fresh, you know, where it's at. That's good stuff. That's a good point. You know, you know, when you start shipping beer to other States and even further away, East coast, whatever, um, you need more, more people keeping an eye on it. You so how sure. many barrels do you guys operate off of? Um, last year we did just south of 9,000 barrels. And that's, yeah. So that's, so that's, that's, I mean, that's not a, that's a, not a huge amount then. So yeah. I didn't realize, I thought you guys were a little bit bigger than that. So that, that's, no, so that makes sense then the, the Colorado now, now that I know that the, the, obviously the distri- yeah. distribution only Colorado makes total sense to me. Yeah. I feel and like that brings some exclusivity though to it yeah. too, which is yeah. nice. We just, Part of it is when you know, we op- when we opened, I think, just in the state of Colorado, I believe we were like the 180th, something below 200 breweries in Colorado. How many are there now? Like now almost 500. Wow. Oh wow. Um, but then that's a phenomenon across the country, and so what, yeah, what rules now is local. Like we've been, I won't lie, we've been approached to go build a bigger brewery outside of town before and several times <laughs> we've looked at it and um, for one reason or another, we've turned it down. And thankfully <laughs> the last time we did, because we just, it's really hard to go to another market and sell beer. It doesn't even, I'm obviously biased and think we make amazing, great beer, but there's a ton of guys doing it. And at the end of the day, local really, rules the roost I, I yeah i agree i mean and like like Hallie said there it's it, there's 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 that exclusivity to it in a sense that like yeah. like you can't get it right you 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 can't like we can't get it so like we we want it and so there's 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 that there's that factor right there that that's important i think to to a, a brewery like yourself that yeah. is is obviously looking like, to grow guys like us can keep we, we keep growing in our own state Once right you, like you take the the mega risk and build a new big brewery and have to leave the state. You got to like boots on the ground and it's a whole other thing that I've just, we just decided we don't want to do. We want to keep having fun with it in the state. And we think there's plenty of room to keep growing our business here. Definitely. Keep it a, so awesome. So you th- get tempted, every, you get tempted every once in a while because you keep, but it's, it's a, it's a crazy world out there. Everyone's, you know, it used to be as if you're a Colorado brewer, you just pick a state even 10 years ago and be like, I'm going to send my beer there. And it just disappeared. It was gone. But now that state has a hundred of their own breweries. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's true. So, true. Uh, with, within your state, you guys are, are, are you, are you still on, on track to open the brew pub? Yeah, we are uh, just moved the equipment in. It's a three and a half barrel 
pilot system we're putting in right in the mountain village, literally steps from the gondola and ski lifts. But yeah, we're looking at an early December opening. We moved the brewery equipment in two weeks ago, um, kitchen equipment in last week. We're going to have the best street tacos oh my God. north of the border. Yes. I'm not even joking. We're authentic Mexican, Mexico City street tacos. We're talking with our beers a couple steps from oh game way. over that's gonna be so yeah. good that's fantastic um, so yeah we're, we're excited so i mean this has got to be like this is going to be operate this has operate ski written all over it uh it's yeah we're gonna rule <laughs> <laughs> yes love it love it just saying just uh, saying yeah the amount yeah i mean just the amount of traffic we've had since we put a little tin out in front of the space this summer people are like when you open when you open it that's 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 um, amazing, and you're set to open in. I mean, just in time for. We're looking season. at December. Yeah, we haven't set the date yet, but it's we're kind of in the home stretch of like the punch list of the little things that have to be done, and hopefully, be brewing the first batches of beer up there in, in a few weeks. Are you going to brew anything specific for the brew pub? The snow reporter. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna brew snow reporter in the big brewery. We're not gonna do a small. Batch. Yeah, no, that's not gonna be that's small right. batch. That's not a small batch. It's the big this time, is, babe. This is. We're gonna go. We're gonna take you right to the big time. <laughs> um, uh, up there is by design to really to turn my brewers loose. I mean, I'm gonna have fun with it too. But I've got four amazing brewers that don't get to make their own beers because we're so busy down here, and um, you know, it's just. We have we decided that it's not the time to or the space to kind of let them bring something to fruition. And the batch size is big enough where it's risky to do anything that's I don't feel good about. So even there's been a few of our brewers that have gotten some beers made down here, but they're still very heavily overseen by me. <laughs> so, so, all right. So there, I got I, I got a small there. batch one for you. I got a small batch one for you yeah. for the brew pub. How about skiing the pillow pills? Skiing the pillow pills, nice. There we go. I like that. We did, we did a barrel age collaboration called Sleeper Pow Day. Ooh, Ooh I like that one too. These are some and, solid and names. We, yeah, we're, we're, we try. I've thought a lot about this, <laughs> but it had a picture of a tent in the backcountry on the snow. It was, it was a good, very small run of beer, but that's right. I mean, Sleeper Pow Day. Sleeper, I like it. That's good. Um, um, yeah, this is going to be, I mean, when I finally get to Telluride. Oh, oh it's so great. You got to go. Yeah. It's so fun. I was actually, I just pulled up the the photo from. Yeah. She's showing our, me photos. She's like making biking me. tour. It was oh, awesome. man. As, as Chris just downs a snifter of beer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's fi- it's five Oh one here in Colorado. Oh, it's uh, that means it's seven Oh one here. I'm thinking, right? Yeah. We've been drinking for at least six hours. Yeah. So. We've done two podcasts. <laughs> Um, all right. So before we get into that, let's uh, let's do the face down brown. Yes. Let's get face down. Yeah. So this is the photo. Yeah, she's showing me photos. She's really like rubbing it in here. Well, because because no, the great. curb appeal is really no, something I, special yeah, it's, too. It's, uh, the, the 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 obviously the there it is. Oh yeah, nice. That was my That's bike gang. Yeah. So. So, Chris, I know you guys we were. Saw it when you showed up, we we knew we were getting some legit good press there. Well, she has a she's got a shell on that that screams eighty seven. Yeah, it screams. <laughs> look at me, look at me. All yeah. these colors. Earth tones weren't in yet. So, 
how did you guys do at that, um how did you do at the Great American Beer Festival this year? I know you guys were up for some awards. Uh, I was watching, I was following your Instagram and then I lost track a little bit. So did, did, we didn't we didn't win anything this year. Oh, uh, it's bullshit. Twenty twenty. Yeah. And we're gonna chalk that up to COVID. Yep. Yeah. All right, but that said, you have won an award for face down brown twice. That, that, that beer changed or propelled this brewery from very early on not by design for sure well um we uh literally went to the world beer cup the first we we opened in 2011 october and world beer cup was in this was in the spring in san diego so i think we've been open for five months or something and that beer was literally we only canned one beer time and it was our bridal our original beer which we don't have anymore, called Bridalville Rye Pale Ale. And we, uh, I decided to make a brown ale that I really wanted to drink. And we entered that beer, we put it in the Bridalville cans, and it won a gold medal. And the World Beer Cup is kind of a, it's a, probably a bigger deal than the Great American Beer Fest. That's good stuff, though. I mean, and then it just kept, it just kept winning medals, and it became, everyone's like, holy crap, it's, such if a problem. Wanna, such a problem to have. If you're if you're a brewer and you look up the style guidelines and want to learn how to make an American style brown, that beer is listed as how you make an American style brown. An example of it. Yeah, I mean, like good you, for you when you smell when you smell it, you'll you'll get like the toasty mm-hmm. like roasted malts on on the nose. For I love yes, it. oh god, takes me right back <laughs> to the very first time I tried it. I'm like, wow. Yeah that that beer screams opera for sure. And tell yeah, you, that's. Temperature IPA and that. This is just everywhere in our town. It's it is one of my favorite brown ales. Next level on the planet. Yeah, it's 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 very well done. It's also brewed high, as it says in the can. <laughs> and it's not Madonna. It's not Madonna. Where would any like? Why would someone think that? I don't. Yeah, I don't there's, even get that. There's a random picture of her falling down trying to ski, and I don't, I don't even see how it was close. It was shown to me several years ago. I wish I had it, but. Um, By the way, I love the fact that sh- that this person is wearing Wagner skis. That, also, yeah, well, lo- local to local to Telluride. Yeah, we we all ski custom Wagners. I have a pair of custom Wagners. Nice. Yeah, it's our brother. Yeah, we from the beginning we do we do all we can to collaborate with those guys. But yeah, that was obviously not an accident. That's awesome. Yeah, oh, obviously it's. They I mean, moved, their, their, their ski shop is now in the village, if you didn't know, and it's just I, around the corner from our new brew pub. That's perfect. They actually, perfection. Ski, they actually are, you know, they were down Valley um, in Placerville, but they are now up in the village, steps away from the ski lifts as well. As well. So um, we get to ha- have our custom made skis tuned right next to the brew pub. Such a problem to have. It yeah. is. I mean, life must really life must really suck for you guys. Yeah, our custom uh, skis really. You know, we get them two doors down. Really tough. And they get those custom beer two doors up. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys have not had face down brown, it's it's. I mean, you've got like everything you would expect out of a great brown ale. You get that like kind of. It's toasty. It makes you feel toasty. warm and cozy yeah, inside. Exactly. Like you said, it's a great opera ski beer. You know toasty you got the chocolatey um you know a little bit of like like a little bit of coffee kind of like mm-hmm. in the latter in the latter yeah. end of it i i love it always have 
And it's got just enough American hops and a little bit, a little English in there too, but enough yeah. the hops to, to back it up and balance it. Yeah, it's not overly it's sweet at all. Like yeah. I think it's just the right amount of toasty, but not. Yeah. Uh, it's it. You know, there's a lot of beers like this, like in the uh, the chocolate coffee world that I think yeah. it's more novelty than yeah. drinkability. Getting back to that one beer and and Kieran beer. That was, uh, yeah. Ooh. Sorry. It looked like motor oil. Oh. It really did. It was like. <laughs> Drained. Yeah. Went right down the sink. Um, but yeah, this is delicious. I love it. So how often, do, how often, I mean, I know you're not ending up face down and all, but how often do you get out on the mountain? Um, the last few years, almost all of my days, I will say, well, actually, well I'll say Two and a half years ago, I hit a tree. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So with another brewer, I was showing him Andy Parker, who's a, an amazing brewer from Avery Brewing Company. Uh, I was oh, showing him the mountain for his first time and literally did the the thing you should never do in case you don't know this. So I said, hey, do you want to go have a beer or have one more run? Oh, you can't call said, last run. He said, one more run. And uh, I blasted a tree and shattered my ankle. Oh, oh shit. my god! No, and it was my. It was. I've unfortunately been through a lot of injuries, but by far the worst one. So my last few years have been a, a slow comeback, but it's been good timing, getting my kids on skis. So, my now five year old, who was four last year, was really breaking through. So I skied a ton of greens last year. <laughs> as long as long as you skied, that's all that matters, right? Yeah. So it was, it was mostly with her. Um, I got out for a few good snow days and stuff, but my ankle was just starting to kind of come back to it. Ankle yeah. injuries are the worst. So yeah. I've had a few. Literally. Was, yeah. The, like they're the just ER so guy. complicated, you know, like it just, yeah. and they say that even if you sprain it badly, it's actually worse than, than a clean break, but it yeah. sounds like yeah. you shattered it. So that's, that's yeah. so you're that's good. Complicated. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> so you I should be fine. Both and sprained both several times in my sporting endeavors. And, but yeah. the, it's, as a, and it's in a small town, as you'd expect, you go to the ER and after you took the sled ride down and you know the doctor and he finds the, the brakes. And he's like, oh, that's one of the worst bones in your body. That's yeah, you not break. good. Was, huh. Yeah. Thanks, Doug. I mean, obviously, if you break your skull or your neck and whatever, that's not good. But the tailless bone in your ankle is what puts all the weight through to your foot and wasn't good for brewing beer either. So, but we're, we're through that. We're through that. We're going to have, that's good. Beer. It was good for drinking beer though. I'm sure. <laughs> right. My, my wife loved it. Yeah. <laughs> she was so, pregnant with our second. It was awesome. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> so I'm assuming Telluride's your favorite mountain. Where else? Telluride is Sorry. your favorite mountain. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, it, it outs. It, I mean, it, obviously, it, you're it, from. It, te- you're in Telluride. Do you do you have a different one? Um, no. I mean, I think when we have snow, this mountain is. I mean, I've skied a decent amount in Europe, um, and then all over North America, Jackson Hole, Ajax, um, not actually Aspen Highlands comes to mind in Colorado. Um, where else is gonna hit? Uh, Bridger Bowl. Oh, mm-hmm. I heard Bridger Bowl. Are you one of the rich hippies? <laughs> That's a yes. I, I don't know. I <laughs> when I was yeah, I don't. I think I don't think I'm cool enough anymore. You're right. Uh, 
Tell you right, when we have j- enough snow, we don't we don't get, you know, we don't get the Jackson numbers of snow, we don't get the Tahoe numbers of snow, but when we have an average snow year here, I, it's re- it's hard to beat. Yeah, Our, the terrain here is steep, which is what makes me happy. <laughs> it's, it's steep and rocky, and and then also the side country access on this mountain is incredible, and the back country gets even better, but um it's it's if i don't i can't imagine choosing somewhere else to live for a combination of town and mountain and setting and then also we're so the isolation brings no lift lines with it so yeah there's only a few times a year where we have a lift line that's convenient so you're always gonna have a small line in the morning but and then the gondola runs until like what yeah. midnight 1 a.m free Mid, for- yeah yeah if it's a big weekend it'll go till 2 a.m for festivals and stuff but yeah wow yeah so, just shuttling people to and from it's the only public transportation of its kind in north america it's all you need yeah it's it's awesome so, and it's it's cozy yeah. and it's it's just an experience you know yeah. like if you, especially when you're visiting i've seen you know like we've taken a bunch of people to tell you right that i've never been and they're like wait what like how do we get back to the hotel and like, should we call an uber <laughs> or something you're like no we just <laughs> literally just get on the gondola and it's get uh on the gondola. it's so fun <laughs> it's super super cool so what's a typical ski day, ski day like for you? Um, pre-brewery, pre-kids, or after pre-brewery and kids? Fair question. <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. Touche. Uh, uh, I don't know. Well, no, yeah, now. Let's go with now. Let's go with now. Because well, I have kids. Hall, Hallie has a son who's probably going to be on, uh, on a snowboard tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's go with now. Let's go with now. Well, if, it, if it's with... My daughter, it's all about shredding the enchanted forest and, and the trees and doing laps on the greens and maybe get into blues this year. For me, for if it's just me going out with the friends, depending on Abbey Danger, I'm probably taking the fastest way up to the top of the mountain and going into the side country. Nice. Um, trying to beat everybody out there. So Nice. <laughs> Perfect. As you, as just it's just like everywhere else, it's gotten busier, and it, it's we have pretty amazing access to to the side country off our list here, and that's what actually made me the second I really I I'd skied here before, but I hadn't really experienced um, the back country and side country till I moved here. And after one winter, I was like, whoa! You know, I've got old school friends who will yell at me for talking about it, but it's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I think people know about it, um, but um, we're we're really lucky here. That's awesome. Yeah, Telluride's the best. But, I uh, really enjoy um, it. Yeah, but getting after after there, if it if it's snowed a ton, and um, you know, especially I've gotten older, my decision making has become much more conservative. I'd like to hang out and be around for my kids. So, um, doing laps from lift nine, which is the most classic lift in my mind on on the planet. It's a 30 year old or whatever 25 year old lift triple chair that's not high speed that has some of the best bumps tree skiing steeps on the planet sounds like a pretty awesome i've lapped that and it is exactly that it's so fun that area people come they're like oh this lift's so slow and then after you do a lap on it and don't wait in a lift line they're like oh thank god it's slow yeah (laughs) i need need the rest because you can't catch your breath no 
Definitely not. Yeah, they put in they put in high speed quads on the newer parts of the mountain, and you it, it whoops your butt because you don't wait in a lift line. So it's a slow lift is a good thing here. Yeah, you're like actually sweating, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, listen when when you build up when you when you build up a uh, or work work up an appetite like that, so it's it you know it leads to operate ski, and I think it's I think it's time, Hallie. What do you think, Chris? I don't know if you're ready for this. I think. It's time you better for hot, be ready for it's it. It's time for hot tub talk, Chris, because all good opera oh. ski ends in a hot tub. <laughs> oh, man. I know yeah. we didn't brief you on this one, but it's on purpose. We never do. All good. So this is a rapid fire question series that we ask all of our guests. It's a verbal inkblot test. You know, whatever pops into your mind, just spit it out. There yep. he goes again with the snifter. Take a sip. Very nice good, long sip. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. First question. If you could choose one drink to enjoy for the rest of your life, what would it be? Beer. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Duh. Should have said one of my brands probably, but there's still time. Do you have a favorite? <laughs> Do you have a fa- which one Ooh, of your beers? Oh, you answered this earlier. It was the Tempter, um, right? Yeah. Tempter's always got a close place in my heart, but I think cash money is is hitting it right now. Wow. Ching ching. Yeah. There we go. All right, number two. What is your favorite apres ski appetizer? Nachos, wings, or other? Wings. Wings. Traditional wings. hot sauce? Yeah. Tra- Blue yeah. cheese or ranch? Neither. <gasps> what? No, no. Just right. straight up, huh? Look at the guy. He's, he's got a threshold for spice. Yeah. yeah, I like lots of hot sauce and no dressing. All right. You re- I don't know if you're ready for this one. Number of shot skis you've t- you've taken in your life. Whoa. <laughs> that's Hot. the answer of um, someone that's taken a lot. Yeah. At Smugglers, we had one. Oh, and I got here a uh, couple hundred. All right. <laughs> There's a lot of shot skis. That is town. a very good answer. That's a good answer. We like anything north of 100. It's definitely north of 100. I'm, I'm going to keep the number. Not, I mean, I wouldn't say 1,000 just because my wife might see this. <laughs> oh, my God. I have my own Shotsky, so my wife knows. <laughs> She's usually yeah. right next to me. She's the one taking them with you. She's next to me, especially now during COVID. <laughs> All right. So which do you prefer for Apres Ski? A warm fire and a good book or good tunes and fun games? Tune and fun games. Hell yeah. Do Any you ha- specific game? Um, something that involves drinking. There you go. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played beer pong in a long time. Oh my god, I haven't played yeah. beer I haven't played beer pong since quarantine. I miss beer pong. I was playing I was literally playing virtual beer pong under quarantine. We would log in with our friends on Zoom uh-huh. and we'd set the cups up opposite each other. So they could see us throwing into the cups and then we could see them throwing into the cups and we'd pull away every t- we pull a cup out every time we'd hit. I was I was honestly playing with my friend in Germany. It was fantastic. Nice. That's pretty I, it's pretty creative. I'm, yeah. I'm fond of beer I'm fond of beer pong. Yeah. It's a, it's it's I mean it's the OG uh it's the OG drinking game really. I'm pretty good at flip cup. Oh, I could see you know what my, my wife's good at flip cup too. I could see that. You, you guys are, are similar in a lot of, of ways. Gravity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What is your favorite ski-themed movie? Hot Dog. Boom. Good Great choice. Answer. Great choice. Zero hesitation. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Aspect Extreme's up there for sure, but the hot dog that's gotten me so young, that was just... That's a, good, that's a great one. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. Well, all right. You passed with flying too. colors. Yeah, you did well. <laughs> all right. Well, Fish, I'm very excited for our collab. I'm very excited yeah. that we had this conversation. I'm very excited yeah, yeah, that I'm yeah. three beers deep. <laughs> Chris, thank thank you so much. We we really appreciate you coming on, taking the time today, um, and and obviously you guys are brewing some great beers, uh, which I've thank I've you. I've been fortunate enough to experience for a few years now. But it's always great to have some some more. So absolutely, we appreciate it. And thank you, thank you for your time. This is fantastic. Honored. Thank you, guys. What a great interview. And I'm gonna get the snow reporter. For those of you, I'm so excited. She's she's been talking about this. <laughs> she's she's pitched this 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 beer uh, name to me on several occasions. I love yes. it. I love it. And I feel very passionately about it. I mean, the wordplay. It's fantastic. It's genius. It really is. It's I've, a layup. I've loved it. It is a layup. It is a layup. And and you know what? I hope I I, I hope this. I mean, I think it's going to happen. Well, here's the thing. I love that he was a. Not only receptive to it, but B, really excited about it. Maybe I'm just projecting that. But I'm here's, here's the thing that I'm most excited about. Tell you right brewing, that's that's gonna be a good tasting beer regardless. Absolutely. There be I mean we we well we, we sampled three. Yeah, and they're all delicious. Yeah. So I put my utmost trust in Chris, his team. If you're gonna get a if you're gonna get a, a, a branded snow reporter beer, snow or snow report beer, you should go with somebody great and I, I believe and call you, it the snow reporter yeah and tell your right brewing is, is, is a solid choice and in the comments wherever you're listening to this you should let me know if you guys like porters and if you don't don't let us bad. know yeah don't let us know <laughs> if you don't you should because they're good so if you're in Colorado definitely check them out we uh, we enjoy their beers and I'm sure you will too absolutely and um, if you're enjoying this podcast give us a, a positive review if you have the time and be sure to check out the next episode. Absolutely. And in the meantime, follow us on our socials. I am at All About Opera, and you can check me out on pretty much everything. And I'm Hallie, and you can find me at The Snow Report. And follow us both at Beyond, beyond the, the Opera. Beyond, beyond, beyond. It's Nailed catching it. on. It's catching Nailed on. It. You're loving the echo. Damn. Oh, we, my we goodness. Didn't even, there, was no, like, there was no technology involved in that. We did that ourselves. We did. We're so talented. Till next time. Thanks so much. Cheers. Cheers.